Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to OKF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle, back recording from the home bunker. Folks, I'm going to start off today's show with saying that it's not going to be a political one, as I am just dipping my toes back into the acid rain that is our political climate, but rather want to share some reflections um, that I've been having um, over the past uh, couple of days as I was spending it celebrating one of my best friends who was getting married. Um, and just in general, over the past couple of several weeks, uh, as you guys have known, I have been in a boot. I broke my toe Memorial Day weekend because who doesn't do that? And, you know, what kind of lessons have come up in that time? But this is what I want to start out by saying. Uh, I was hanging out with a, a friend of mine before I went away on holiday. And she said something that was so profound that I want to share with all of you. Because I know that on Woke AF, we tend to marinate in the current affairs, into the current political sphere of what is happening. And that because things are so bad, because, you know, as I was traveling through wine country in California for the last couple of days, you see very close up, right? Aside from just being on your own front stoop or on your own patio or your own balcony or walking down your own, you know, street, to travel and to see other terrain and how it is acclimating or not acclimating to our current climate crisis is wild. I've been to Napa and Sonoma, Calistoga wine region several times, and I love it so much um, because I love wine a lot and I love learning. So there's nothing better for me than to go to vineyards, to sit down with sommeliers, to do tastings and really understand um, wine in a way that I also 
like to understand the political climate as well as the actual climate, as well as what was going on uh, the year that this wine, this vintage uh, was made. So a friend of mine said to me, as we were watching, you know, um, we were watching actually the, the 2022 uh, summer collection, like fashion shows um, of like Valentino and uh, Off-White and Louis Vuitton and Ralph Lauren. You know, we were watching, catching up on fashion shows. And she said to me, you know, Danielle, sometimes it's good to be reminded that while all the bad things are happening and they are happening and people need to pay attention to them, that fashion is being created, art is being created, music is being created, beauty is being created, life is being created. And in this dichotomy that we're living in, we must be able to hold space for both. And it was so profound. It hit me as so profound because I think that on Woke AF, I work so hard to ring alarm bells to all of the things that are so wrong and so bad. And in my heart, it's like if, if enough people care about what is happening, it'll be enough to change what is happening, right? And to understand that that change doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes that change is decades, centuries in the making. But that if enough people are aware and know and use their knowing to alert other people, and then it grows and grows and grows, we'll be better off than we are now. But that works on both sides, not just knowing and understanding what is going wrong, but also knowing and being able to hold and create space for what is beautiful as well right? Because while death is happening, birth is also happening. While there are forests, forests being ravaged by fires, which I, I mean, my God, folks, driving through wine country and listening to my friends talk about vineyards that they had visited, you know, the year prior or two years before, five or 10 years, and saying, oh, well, this vineyard burned down and that vineyard burned down. These are 100-year-old vineyards, right, in some cases. These are places that have been around for a century, decades upon decades. So the casualness, I had to pause us because the casual nature with which we were discussing the fact that this 100-year-old wine vineyard, generational, passed through generation of generation of generation was no longer there. I wanted us to actually sit with it and pay respect to the fact that this is not normal. It's not normal for you to say, well, you know, I guess maybe next year, God knows what will be around because things are changing that rapidly. That we could see where fire had hit uh, in Sonoma and Napa, trees charred, but then new trees coming behind or other trees that weren't hit. Grass looking brown and just dried because it's a drought. It's California and they're, you know, have been in a drought. 
But then also, folks, to just take in the landscape, to take in the beauty of how the trees look different on the West Coast and how, you know, the flowers and, you know, the ground and the air smells different. And so instead of just continuing to be wrapped up in what I had left on the East Coast and allowing my shoulders to drop, allowing my eyes to open in a way that I was able to take in the beauty. And I think in all honesty, whenever I have the opportunity and the privilege to take a break, whether it is to, you know a couple of days or a couple of weeks, which I've never done, uh, I've never taken a couple of weeks all at one time. But to take a couple of days in, I can sense in my own body how I feel, how I show up different, how my perspective is different, how my ease is different. And I know, I know that vacations are a privilege. I know that being able to afford them is a privilege. But I want us to get to a space where we don't, where we stop our record playing that tells us that we need to earn these things. Do you know what I mean? Where we stop ourselves from believing that rest and recharging and respite is something that we must grind ourselves into the ground in order to earn. We earn rest by virtue of our birth because we are human beings and not machines. But capitalism and how it has played in to creating this trick bag that makes us feel guilty about the time that we take away from our computer screens, from our phones, from grinding, 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 largely for other people. Because it's not as if we set up a tax code that works to benefit those that want to innovate and be entrepreneurs on their own. No, we sure as fuck do not. And I can tell you that. But the fact is that, you know, I realize why we need a week or weeks off because the first couple of days, folks, of me, the first day, I will say, I was only gone for five days, but the first day of me being gone, even on the plane, I'm on the plane, New York to California, and I'm have brought my laptop because I never leave home without it, even if I don't plan on doing any work, because God knows what will happen. I was telling myself that I should be writing an op-ed, that I should be doing something useful, that just sitting on a plane for five hours and watching two movies or sleeping was a quote-unquote waste of time. This is the shit that was going through my head as I was traveling to my friend's long weekend engagement. And I arrive, right? I didn't do any work. Don't worry. I, you know, actually watched a movie or two. I slept. We get off the plane. We, you know, we gather the other folks that are traveling in from other places. And, you know, we head to the house. And I realize that I'm surrounded by people who are all type A. A small group of us, but all type A, all taught, like all wanting to be the top of what it is that we do. There wasn't one person who didn't work on that trip. We're taking a holiday. Everybody, even if it was just a text 
an email, an actual editing of something here or there, except for the 20-something-year-olds who literally took the time off on who are beginning in their career, so don't have the same, necessarily the same pressure. Everybody else was working. It was a Sunday and folks were like, oh, I'll be down for breakfast in a little bit. I just need to get a couple of things in. And I had to call it out, right? Because I'm calling, I wasn't calling them out. I'm calling myself out and I'm calling all of us out. Like, what the fuck? 52 weeks in a year, and in most jobs, you get two weeks. So you're working 50 weeks in order to take two, which most people do not do consecutively because you're spanning the whole fucking year. So you need, because we don't treat human beings the way that humans should be treated, in terms of unlimited time off, unless you work in, you know, the tech sector or startup sector where they have become a little more human focused, right? But not necessarily, not really. And so it's like you are socialized and programmed into believing that you should work 50 weeks out of the year get two weeks off that maybe you take one at the first six months of the year. Maybe you take the other one, the other one week off at the last part of the year. For those of us who are fortunate that our work closes down between Christmas and New Year, okay, you get a bonus week. But it's all of the prep that goes into actually being able to take that time off. And even if you do all of the prep work, Prepare the people that are taking on your workload, you know, talk to your boss, you know, do whatever. You still don't rid yourself of the fucking guilt. There was not one day on the time that I was gone that I did not feel guilty that I was not following social media to see the latest and the greatest fuckery that was happening. There was not one day that... I didn't take a sneak peek and to see like what was happening in the news and whether or not I could gauge whether or not I needed to weigh in. And I stopped myself because again, we've been socialized and programmed into believing that we are undeserving of rest and that rest is something that we earn. And I will say this every goddamn time that I come back from holiday because I am reminded of it that I am not the only one that feels this way. That when I travel with other friends, when I travel with family, that there is this feeling that, did you earn this time? I woke up in the morning when I got back home, um, because again, here's a little bit of travel advice if you don't do this or don't have the ability to do this. I usually take the day that I get back from traveling off right? Because you need a buffer day, a day to be able to transition back into the real world. And for me, I take a buffer day mostly because jumping back into the news cycle, I I say this all of the time, is like taking a shower in acid. That's what it feels like, right? And so I like to give myself some space and some time to be able to just, you know, acclimate, go to the grocery store, you know, just kind of ease in. 
And again, I woke up knowing that I'd given myself this space and woke up with guilt that I should be doing something. And I'm like, this is how capitalism works, right? That we are, it has set in our minds and particularly folks, I believe that this weighs heavily for women. That if you are not doing, right, what, what do we tell people? Um, what is that, what is that saying? Uh, idle hands are the devil's playground. If you are, uh, uh, sub- have subscribed to some form of Christianity at some point in time, you know, that saying idle hands are the devil's playground. So meaning that you should never be at a point of rest because when we rest, we think, and if we think bad things can happen, what the fuck, how does that even make sense? But we have all bought into this. And what I'm asking, what I'm thinking about is, can we decide to opt out? Because I would love, you know, to be able to take a vacation, take a day off and not need to work myself up to the place where that feels okay. I would also love to eat food and then not look down at my body and be like, why did you do that? And feel like I need to condemn myself for joy, experiencing joy, whether it's a meal, whether it's space, whether it's relaxation. And, you know, and, and what I've noticed being around other people is that this is the norm. This is the norm that we've all been socialized into, and we need to break this goddamn cycle. And people will say to me, because I had folks say this the other day, well, what are we supposed, we need to work. We can't all opt out. I'm not saying not to work. I'm saying, but how we think about work and how we show up for work, whether you work for yourself or somebody else, that we need to rewire how we've been programmed to think about our productivity. Because it honestly is not aligned with living a full, happy and joyful life. It isn't. Why do I say that? Okay, well, because we tell people that on average, if you are in a, you know, desk job, you're going to put in 40 hours a week, bare, you know, at the minimum, at least 40 hours a week. Well, I know that by virtue of being a podcaster, a writer, a media person, that I work well over 40 hours a week every week. I couldn't really tell you, I'm going to give you a range, but I'm pretty sure when you take into consideration everything, research, analysis, writing, tweeting, speaking, you know, thinking, all of those things, you're looking at probably 60 hours a week, some weeks, a lot of weeks. Now, I love what it is that I do, but just because you love what it is that you do doesn't mean that you should be doing it all the time. And so I I offer my own reflections on what happens when I unplug and partially unplug for a little bit, um, how I feel when I'm returning. And sadly, I feel guilt. I feel like I could have used the time more productively 
yes, I feel rested, but at the same time, I'm like, what did I miss? And I want to figure out how to work myself and help us all work ourselves out of that conditioning. Um, because it's not healthy and it's not sustainable. And the more that things speed up, literally the earth is turning faster because that's totally fine and not at all anything to be alarmed about dripping and sarcasm. Um, the more I realize that if we're not making sure that we are holding balance in some type of way, that we are taking in the art and the beauty as well as the grief and the pain, that we are taking in the lusciousness and the green as well as the desert and the fire, that if we are not challenging ourselves to live and be more in balance, then we will easily be knocked off of our game. We will easily miss things. It's no secret that the news is horse pill hard to swallow. Thankfully, there's the Vituation Room podcast hosted by comedian and commentator Francesca Friorentini for a lighter take on the heavy stuff. Each week, the Vituation Room brings you progressive comedians, experts, and activists to break down the issues in a way that won't just leave you crying under a weighted blanket. Get the Vituation Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and streaming on YouTube and Twitch. I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll love. The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics hosted by Ashanti Goler, the president of Emerge. BGG is the one-stop shop for women of color who want to hear and talk about the world of politics. Join Ashanti this season as she talks to incredible women of color who are changing the face of politics and tackling some of the most important issues facing the United States. From reproductive justice to voting rights to climate change and more. Tune in every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. So those are my thoughts and reflections on the last couple of days. Uh, reminded again how important it is to be in community with people and what does that actually mean? It means sharing and also listening. And it means listening more necessarily than you share. Um, and you hear how people are living, coping, dealing with these times. And it's so varied, but it's so important to be able to listen and hear other people's perspective is why, you know, we're born with two ears and one mouth because we should listen more than we actually speak. And I say this as a person with a microphone in their mouth most days, but listening to how people have been dealing with the unprecedented times. I know that it's all over the news, unprecedented search and unprecedented rage of Donald Trump. And I'm, you know, again, have only been on the periphery of watching Republicans turn themselves into pretzels to justify defunding, uh, <laughs> defunding the FBI and other intelligence agencies and law enforcement, because God forbid a rich white man be held accountable for any wrongdoing then we must defund things. But if that same apparatus and system has been trained to target and focus and oppress black and brown people, give them all the money that they want. It's like America doesn't even hide its fuckery anymore. Um, but yeah, I think that it's important to listen to how people are managing because people are managing in a lot of different ways. 
right now. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what is the best way. And I think that for me, it is, you know, pushing, 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 taking a break. I like to take multiple breaks throughout the year. You wouldn't know that by the cadence of this show, but, um, I do try to take breaks and really connect with friends and connect with family because for me, those are recharging elements. Um, they make me feel good. They make me feel whole. They make me feel like I have enough air, oxygen, and like good times to sustain, to get over the next hump. But I, then I realized that I don't actually want to live that way where I'm just taking a break to get over the next hump, to get over the next hump. And so again, it goes back to how can I hold both the light and the darkness at the same time? but not hold all the darkness, get over a hump. And then you're like, Ooh, we can take a break. It is like living in a marathon right now. And what do they have during marathons? Lots of checkpoints where you can fuel up and get water and take a break and go to the bathroom all throughout the 26.1 miles, 26.2 miles, excuse me. So that is the same way with life. We bundle up fucking 50 weeks and then we take two that ain't balance balance would be working 25 and taking 25 right that's what balance would look like if we're looking at 50 weeks right that's what it would actually be imagine just imagine that when you look at other countries and people can say oh well that's europe and they don't really work um well they seem to have have had a euro right? That was weighted higher than our dollar at one point. Um, and yet a full and complete life. So my thinking is that if we all decide that how we are living and working no longer works for us, which is, which has been a result of COVID and people working remotely. And then you having the higher up saying, we need to get back into the office. Why? Because they have a real estate tab that they're paying. They're paying a mortgage or they're paying rent for office space. It isn't about you right? Because you've been able to be just as productive at home as you were in the office. So what about we give people actual choices, a hybrid model of you can go into the office if you want, if you function better there, but otherwise you can stay home. You can cook dinner while you're on the five o'clock fucking conference call, right? That you don't need to actually be on camera for. Like I want us to normalize actually living as opposed to just working to live because it isn't enough. We're not squeezing enough life out of two weeks over 52. It's just not happening. So again, I encourage us as the summer winds down, as you're about to send kids back to school, which I have so many feelings about as we're about to, you know, enter into real midterm season where if you're living in battleground states, I'm assuming that the primaries had your TVs occupied and it will get worse. But what if we were all collectively to just say no, that the way that we've been functioning and living is not really living, it's just existing. And that if there is anything that we've learned over this past two years of dealing with multiple viruses and multiple fucking pandemics and multiple disasters at one time is that we need to focus more on living than just working and existing because life is fucking short. It really is. 
And I, for one, want to get the most out of it. And I don't want to just be in vacation mode, quote unquote, in order to get the most out of life. And so I encourage us all to think about how we are living, how we are really living. And what does that mean for us? Because for me, it isn't just sitting in front of a screen, you know, reading every bit of bad news and figuring out the best and witty way to regurgitate it back. It is truly figuring out a way that we can both, we can be tapped in to what is happening, but then also be tapped into ourselves and what is needed. And that's a space that I really want to purposefully occupy. But again, when my mind is rested, do I have the time to really think outside of that box? And so I want to challenge all of us. And so in the comment section, what does living really mean to you? When you think about how you are living versus just existing, what do those differences look like? Share them in the comment section because I'm sure we could all benefit from a wide variety of perspective. That is it for me, dear friends, today on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.